Some men do say King Arthur is not dead, but by the will of our Lord Jesus sleeps, yet to awake, deathless and reassure us. And therefore is it that grave where he is laid, this legend hath that still his kingdom keeps. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Still His Kingdom Keeps, a creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I discuss every episode of the TV show Merlin, first airing on the BBC. And we're back with the penultimate episode of this season, which doesn't really feel like a penult- like doesn't really feel like they're setting a lot of stuff up here. It just feels like a normal episode, Chris. Yeah, this definitely feels like the pen, but not the ultimate, which exactly. is pretty, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of weird. <laughs> a lot they- happens in this episode, though. I told you earlier that I paused it, and I was like, I was, yeah, I'm about like 40 minutes in, and I paused the episode, uh, and then I looked, and I was like, oh, I'm 15 minutes in. <laughs> I've been quite a lot has occurred. I've been making jokes about uh, Uther killing Gwen's dad for basically the entire season now, thinking that it had happened like in that one episode where he gets super sick or something. Like I was, I just got him mixed up and I just hadn't been paying attention. So I thought that this, I thought Gwen's dad had been has been dead for a long, long time. And uh, yeah, I yeah. um I also thought that everything that happens in this episode was like the entirety of season two of Merlin. So now I don't know what happens in season two. <laughs> Great, but it was it was a thing because it's it's the type of thing where we joke about Gwen's dad getting killed by Uther or whatever um, you know we make the joke once or twice but now suddenly in my head it's just this ongoing gag and then to suddenly realize like right at the beginning of this like oh shit yeah <laughs> that's what actually happens in this one before we get to the main part of the episode I want to I want to shout out um, some special people to me and Chris uh, all of the patrons over patreon.com slash monster of the week uh, for continuing to support us having our backs um those those patrons get access to this episode early they get access to some exclusive content and they also get access to our discord server which is a great place to come and hang out and watch stuff like the boys season three starring jensen ackles if that's something that you're into um yeah you should go to that patreon.com slash monster of the week it's not still as kingdom keeps it's because we we're, everybody knows us for monster of the week this podcast hasn't yeah, gotten famous right. yet and it's yeah. your fault for not telling all of your Merlin friends about it. So go do that right now. Don't even worry about the supernatural fandom. Just just stick it with Merlin. I'm rambling, Chris. Save me. Save me. Uh, What's been happening in Merlin? Last Help. time on Merlin, Arthur killed a unicorn and was forced to make a YouTube apology video over and over until he finally got it right. And although he disabled comments on the video, the crown prince also prov- proved his willingness to die for the good of his people and learn from his mistakes, all while traversing a stadium-sized labyrinth and eating rats with Merlin. I don't know who wrote that, but it wasn't me. <laughs> uh, we're discussing season one, episode 12, To Kill the King, which was written by Jake Mishi and directed by Stuart Orme. This broadcast on December 6th of 2008. When Gwen's father is imprisoned for treason and killed at Uther's behest, Morgana decides she must take revenge. Merlin is stunned to discover just how far she is prepared to go when he uncovers a plot to kill the king. Can the young sorcerer summon the courage to foil her plan? Or is this one occasion when he should just sit back and do nothing? After all, his life would be much simpler were 
Uther not around. Did the dragon Dang, write bro. this? <laughs> what is, did the dragon Seriously. write this? What's going on now? What I um. This is a good episode. I uh, I like kind of some of the inner conflict, uh, and we've been alluding to Morgana breaking bad uh, throughout, um, and this is, I don't think this is the first time, right? But this is definitely the, the most that she has lashed out at Uther. She's, yeah, she, you know, she's pushed back against him before, but mm-hmm. this is a pretty sharp turn from what the fuck dad to I'm going to murder you. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty it's a pretty big thing. And uh and you and you can kind of get it. Like I don't know that necessarily you know, it's one of these situations where nobody's really right because as Gaius will say throughout the epi- at one point in the episode, like he may be harsh, but like Kingdom's doing really fucking good right now. Like everybody, you know, has food except when Arthur killed like, that unicorn. Yeah, yeah. And we can't it really gets blame cursed every other week. Uh, you know, they they've certainly laid the groundwork for Morgana's turn. I wish that they had been able to spend more time doing that mm-hmm. because he, you know, we've seen him lash out at her and like choke her and like that's, you know, that that yeah. would certainly push anybody over the edge. Um but it is it is a a sharp a sharp twist towards um towards murder assassination when after a single conversation she's like oh hmm perhaps i don't want you assassinated <laughs> um i don't know it just it it's goes not to bad. show you it's just like i i do feel like we had to rush to this conclusion for yeah, her. yeah. i mean this it, they they it's it's you know this is typical tv stuff where they're gonna start something and they're gonna finish it by the end of the episode very very rarely we're we gonna have two parters or three parters or anything so um we're gonna start out with uh gwen's dad tom who has the most like unmedieval name that I've ever heard in my entire life? Like, really, Tom? We're gonna name her yeah. Guinevere? Like, and your name is Tom? <laughs> really? Well, Tom was like enough of this family and their boring names. It's not even Thomas. It's Tom. It's, it's just you um, think it's short for like Tomophile or something? Yeah. <laughs> no, he said he said enough is enough. We're going big or we're going home with our daughter Guinevere. We're going all in. We're committing uh, to this. Um, he's bringing presents, uh, some some sort of button thing, and then a dress that looks super expensive. And Gwen is a little bit suspicious, but he's like, "No, no, no, we're coming into our own NBD." Uh, and then he's like, "Hey, by the way, I'm leaving in the middle of the day, not doing any criminal stuff, uh, but I won't be back until after dark. See you later." And she's like, "Well, that's unusual behavior from yeah. Daddy Tom, uh, which is what she calls it." <laughs> you sure are episode. acting like you're doing criminal stuff, but I'll take your word for it. Uh, we see him at the forge uh, when somebody uh, shows up in a, in a like in a hood. Uh, we're gonna need, we're gonna eventually learn that this is Torin. Uh, uh, Torin has hired him to do some some forging, uh, but in the middle of the forging, as, as he's bringing out the lead, uh, this dude brings out some weird rock, uh, some stone that's got obvious magical quantum qualities to it. Right, like yeah. it's got some it's got some runes on it. It's got what looks like a weird dragon claw at the top. Dope. Dope stone is all I'm going to say right yeah. now. Ex- no, extremely no dope stone. No uh, he does his little thing with the stone, and when Tom pours this, what we find out to be lead, into a thing, it turns into surprise gold. Yeah, and when and when Tom realizes that there's magic afoot, he's immediately he wants to bail out. He didn't agree to this. He thought he was just doing some sneaky snick side work, but not but not magic work because he knows he'll get killed for that. Um, but it's too late. It happens, and just then, just as this is going down. Um, Arthur busts in with the guards. Somebody must have tipped them off. I always wonder how they show up, the places that they do. Yes. Um, yeah. But they bust in and they they uh, they arrest Tom while this man Torin is able to escape. Uh, notably, Torin drops the stone. That's not going to come into play for a little while. Uh, but in uh, Tom's hand is a surprisingly cool uh, brick of gold. Uh, so this whole situation looks extremely sus, as the, ch- as the children say. Uh, and Arthur arrests Tom on the s- on site. Um, the big thing that we didn't mention actually is when, uh, uh, w- while he was using the stone to turn the lead into gold, we it, it affected Merlin somehow. Merlin could feel this powerful magic being used, so he he kind of wakes up. Uh, and then after a brief stint for the credits, uh, he comes out and tells Gaius. Of like, man, I, I am having some some weird dreams. This is this is this is not cool. Uh, and that is when Gwen bursts in and tells them about the arrest. Yeah, um, she says that he was arrested for making weapons for a sorcerer, which doesn't make any sense to them. But immediately cut from that scene over to um, Uther, Morgana, and Arthur, um, and the the word on the street is that Tom the blacksmith was working with Torin, the sorcerer. Uh, Morgana is trying to defend Tom, be like, there's no way that he would do this. You're going to condemn a man without any proof. Um, 
Arthur does what little he can, I guess, to try and like support her. Um, and it, none of this is really getting through to Uther. Big surprise. None of this is getting through to Uther. Um, yeah, it's not until which, Arthur is like, well, you know, he may have committed a crime, but he may not have committed treason. And we should have a trial yeah. to determine that. And Uther's like, absolutely. And Morgana has a has a moment where she just looks at him and says, if you execute Tom, I will never, ever forgive you for it. Uh, regardless of anything that you've ever done to me. I will, I will never, done for me, I will never forgive you. Um, Uther orders Arthur to find anyone else that helped uh, Torin. Yeah, his response to that is like, and also kill everyone else involved. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. Um, meanwhile, Gwen is visiting Tom in the cell, in the in our prison cell, which we've seen a couple of times. Um, Tom insists he doesn't know that Torin was a sorcerer. He just wanted to give them a better life. Uh, this performance by um, Colby, um, Angel Colby, uh, I think is really, really good throughout this episode. She gets, mm-hmm. she finds an emotional core to Guinevere that I find very, very fascinating for a character who, as of this far, just has like a kind of a flirty relationship with both Arthur and uh, Merlin, and has like it is very much in like a servantile role to uh, Morgana. So when you see her, like you know, Dad, I we don't I like my life. I don't want a better life. Like you're doing everything mm-hmm. you can for me. It's really kind of emotionally affecting. It's also interesting that uh, Gwen goes through a lot in this season, even if she's just a side character. There's a lot going on in her life, and I think the more the more I think about it, she's a always portrayed pretty much objectively as a good person like she's always just trying to help somebody or do something good whereas like merlin sometimes he bends the rules arthur can be blind to his pride you know stuff like that even morgana is like trying to get revenge here but i think guinevere has very subtly been been betrayed at portrayed excuse me as like this like moral compass that we haven't maybe even really realized before yes absolutely um, she promises to get him out uh, and then goes to Gwen, excuse me, goes to Gaius and Merlin and says, hey, this is what Tom was doing. Uh, also, I need to sleep for the next like 10 scenes. I'm just, yeah, I've, I've I'm been gonna, too- I'm going to need some big sleep scenes coming up. I've so been, Merlin, I've been, do you mind? <laughs> I have been too much in this episode. They don't pay me enough for this. I just need yeah. five scenes of me sleeping in Merlin's bed for some reason. Um, and then she just went and took a nap for the rest of the day. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> But yeah, she she tells them that that Torin had had wanted he didn't want weapons made for him. He was experimenting on something. Mm-hmm. Uh, he used the stone to make gold. Um, Gaius immediately assumes that this is alchemy. Um, Logical. There's the, the line: alchemy is impossible, isn't it? But I think that weird wizard Edwin from a couple episodes ago, the dark wizard that Merlin eventually murdered. Mm-hmm. I think that he had like alchemy tools and stuff right oh yeah definitely definitely like he was he I don't was know doing why they're acting like they've never heard of this before <laughs> yeah Gaius just he's just he's just forgotten he's like i don't even remember that kid yeah, whose no, parents i let dead, die the dead do not weigh heavily upon Gaius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm just gonna forget that's what i'm good at um the next day morgana goes to look for gwen at her home and can't find her so she goes to the forge and of course gwen is not there either uh, and Morgana finds the this magical stone that Torrin dropped, and notably, as she picks it up, it starts glowing with magical power. Uh, and we see, you know, Merlin seems to be affected by this again because it's such a powerful artifact. Uh, if you didn't already know, because of the visions that she was having with uh, the episode with Mordred, uh, it definitely seems like this is hinting at um, Morgana having some latent magic powers. I think the most um, latent magical thing that she does. It's not that just that the stone reacts to her. It's that she goes and hides it in a little box. <laughs> and that's that's what magical people do. That's you know uh, I gotta I gotta say, uh, if you're Morgana in this situation, um, I you know obviously you pick it up and, you, and it starts glowing. Uh, I wish there was a little bit, and there's nobody she can talk to, so we don't get in. But we don't even get some sort of internal debate about. I can't possibly show this to Uther because he'll accuse me. Um, also like maybe if it's responding to me in such a way, maybe I have, like we don't get any of that. And says she just grabs it and hides it. And it's not till almost the end of the episode when she needs it again, that we, it comes back out. Um, I would have liked some of that in this episode, but it's not a, not a huge complaint at all. So she just hides it, I guess, because Mm. it's cool. And she knows that Uther, you know, would probably fuck her up if he found it. Yeah. (laughs) And she hides it just 
because it's cool. Full stop. Yeah, because it's cool. I mean, like if you, you she's like, I'm. Def- this is two pages. In I a found zine. a cool rock. Yeah, yeah. This is. T- I'm going to draw this rock in my zine, and people are going to think I am the coolest chick around. Absolutely. I'm going to put this rock on the on the. I'm going to I'm going to put it as a necklace on a dragon. <laughs> says Morgana. Yeah, yeah. Um, the next thing she does, she goes to the lab to talk to Gwen. Um, and then her and Merlin have a conversation because, as previously stated, it's fucking nap time. Nap time for Gwen. Gwen's um, out. <laughs> she says she says something cool to Merlin, like Uther only sees enemies. Um, and I'm like, that's that's a pretty hard line. Um, but she says, uh, yeah, she says there's there's no hope. There's no hope at all for yeah. for Tom. And 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 I think she's talking a bigger issue here. Um, you know, I part of the problem with this episode which is not really much of a problem with this episode but because there's so much happening and because it moves very quickly through many many scenes um i wish that we could have maybe dwelt a little bit more on how this stone maybe made her feel not that it's like yeah. controlling her or whatever but it's clearly reacting to her magic and we know that morgana is struggling with the magic that she knows is inside of her um the the visions she's having she is struggling with that because she she can't come clean about it um so I, maybe i would have liked to see a little bit more of that struggle reflected mm-hmm. through the acquisition Same. of the stone just because i think that all is very much playing into what she's doing here she's not just trying to protect tom she's trying to protect herself she's trying to stop the endless onslaught of executions and persecutions yeah. that uther is continuing to wage on people um and um and she tells i mean when you you mentioned the line uther only sees enemies and she tells you know merlin you know no matter how kind tom is like he's it's, there's not gonna be any hope uther's gonna execute him um and it's at this point she apparently makes the decision to to free tom because she sneaks into arthur's chambers steals the prison cell key second time people have stolen keys from arthur just saying arthur <laughs> just saying yeah, if so you had a wallet chain here, this would not be a problem i'm just saying i'm just saying it would not be an issue um she goes. She then goes to visit Tom and tells him, you know, there's no hope. Uh, you, you know, you only, you can only, you know, watch for an opportune moment and then slips him the key. Uh, and yeah, this kind of she walks away and Tom's like, "Who are you? Who are you? I've never met you before. Are you my boss? Are you my daughter's boss? Is that? Wait, are you the Zine girl? <laughs> Wait a minute, come back here. Come back. Hey, come back. This is where we find out Tom was actually. Her only fan, her only, her only, only reader. Can you sign this? I know I'm in prison, he about was, to be executed, but can you sign them, my copy? <laughs> he was reading them so that he could better understand his own daughter, not realizing that she herself does not read them. <laughs> wow. Extremely wow, we good. Figured it out. We figured it out. Um, Anything for a fan, Morgana says. She runs off. The the next day, Arthur and Merlin are hanging out when, um, and basically they're just rounding up people that are suspected of being magic and executing them. And Merlin's like, "This doesn't seem cool." And Arthur's like, "What can I do? I'm only a prince." Yeah, right. They do this shot. I wish I had seen this shot when I was making the uh, Merlin video because the shot of Camelot with the uh, rolling clouds and the lightning and everything at night was mm. really fucking dope. It would have went transitioned perfectly into that scene of like that they show every episode of zooming into Merlin's eye. I'm very disappointed yeah. I didn't see it. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Um. So she stole the key. That's where we're at. Um. She, she gives the key to stole it, Tom. Gives it we to found Tom. He's her biggest yeah. fan, mm-hmm. uh, her only fan. Um, and uh, now her, he, him, her what, uh, Chris? <laughs> I, hold on, he's, he's her one and only fan. There you that go. is what uh, I mean. Uh, 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 what? He's her what? <laughs> he's, um, but yeah, so now he can he can es- he can escape. He can try to escape. Um, and he the does. next scene that we see, I think it's the next day or something. I don't know. Uh, we see two dudes who are being brought. To, I don't know to prison or to be executed because they gave Tarin like a bed for the night. They they put him up for the night, um, and for that, that's enough that Uther is willing to kill them. Um, Merlin protests this to Arthur. I don't know if we already talked about this. I got distracted by the dog situation as well. <laughs> we, um, we, we did because this is what I was like, and Arthur's fuck. like, I don't care. <laughs> I was gonna let I you roll care. with oh, it, yeah, but that's yeah, totally yeah, fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's easy to get lost in the notes, my man. Nobody Sorry, cares. I got I got caught up in the OnlyFans thing. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> got really right. distracted. That night, Tom Wait. sneaks out of prison with the key that he got. Right? Are we yes, there? Is yes, that, that's where we are. Um, and he pretty quickly, like the guards notice, and they start chasing him down. 
Um, he has to like knock a guard out uh, to, and then he takes the guard's uh, sword. Dude, I was, I thought he was gonna put on the guard's armor. I thought so you too. Out of there, yeah. You were out of there. You would have had but it, bro. Uh, you would have had this. But but Tom isn't a criminal. He doesn't think like criminals do. He thinks no, like blacksmiths he do. He doesn't have yeah. the mind of a crook. Um, but to Uther, this uh, attempted escape is a is a sure sign that he's guilty, and it means that the and he specifically says like this trial is all but. Um, you know, it's just a performance. Like this is not going to mean. It's not going to mean anything. He's going to be executed. Mm. Um, and in the next scene, we see Tom get caught by the guards and executed. Like he, they just stab him to death. Like they, we don't yeah. get an execution. We just get the guards stabbing Tom to death. Gwen's dad is dead, and it feels like that's a huge shock <laughs> in a show like this. Yeah. Like this is a kind of a big deal. He, you know, Morgana sneaks in the key, and everything else that we've ever learned about the show. This means that she's done a bit of mischief. She'll pay the price for it, but Tom will get off. Tom will escape. Um, but no, Tom does not escape, and he fucking dies. And then it's just a hard cut to Gwen. She sees them taking his body out, and she runs up to a crying while Morgana watches from the window. She broods from the window, and that this is her biggest windowiest brood ever. Oh, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Uh, and she, uh, and and she, she takes this, into Uther. Yeah, she takes this brood into Uther's chamber and says that he has blood on his hands. Um, and there's this amazing shot with the two of them uh, on each side of this window with light streaming in. And you can like see the sunbeams in this like dusty-ass fucking room that they're in. It's just so good. Like The cinematography of the show just it has no reason to be this good, right? Like right. It's just, yeah, it, could just, it could just be a TV show. Instead, they like really put the work in. Yeah. But they, they get into this argument, um, and she says, you know, you have blood on your hands. This is not, this is the actions of an insane person. Um, Uther is constantly, like, warning her, you need to stop. This is, you know, this is my responsibility to protect the kingdom. Eventually, she calls him a madman um, and says, you know, if you think this is, if you think this is, if you only, if think something like you, only a madman would see the truth and call it treason. Uh, yeah. And and that's another horde line coming out the gate, and and that's what Uther has had enough. And she he calls the guards, grabs her, and throws her in a dungeon. Um, and she's she's not backing down. This is not you know curbed her Dude. energy at all. She's calling him a tyrant. Says he's mad yeah. with power. She says you'll you'll stay here until you've learned your lesson. And she goes, then release me because I've already learned it. You Got care him. not for me or anyone else but yourself. You're driven mad with power. You're a tyrant. Put some heavy fucking chords behind this. Shun, dun, dun, and dude, we're ready to go, dude. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, this Do you think is anybody's great. doing a dude count out there? How many times does Chris say dude? Uh, I have a little thing that I click every time it happens, and it, yeah. and it broke <laughs> on Monster of the Week 7. So. For sure, dude. For sure. <laughs> For sure, dude. Uh, what was that thing that you broke that broke you on the... Uh, the role-playing podcast he told me about one time and then it broke it for me. Oh, my dude. I think it was my dude. Um, one of the Macro oh, brothers said um, my dude a whole oh, lot. Oh, fuck. What is it? It's not that. It's Adventure not time. That. Adventure it's, time. Uh, no, that's a t- Sort of. A t- he cartoon. says sort of. He says, so it's this sort of, um, you know, butterfly thing and it's sort of just, you know, uh, nuzzling into this cave and it's sort of like, the cave is sort of like really dark. He said sort of so much. Is that what it I was? Went okay. I went bananas. I, cl- I clicked onto it and then I couldn't. I couldn't click off of it, and that's my own brain's problem. Yeah, yeah, I have that too with some. We all, things. We all yeah. have verbal tics. I have plenty of shit that I repeat constantly, not just dude. And I'm sure it's annoying, but I, once I had clicked onto that, it was over for me. Yeah, I'm reasonably sure. Like we've we've had the same conversation about Mass Effect like four times. So I'm, I think it's all fine. It's all good. We've had this like the, like 15 total conversations over the last. Six years. <laughs> If we uh, just recycle them. That's, I don't have that many interests. I don't do a lot of stuff. I don't have an interesting life. So back to Merlin, um, who goes to visit Gwen, who is, of course, completely devastated. Uh, Arthur shows up to the lab. Uh, and in this weird moment, I think this is one of those times where Arthur is just trying his best. Uh, but also, maybe now is not the time. Because he comes in and he's like, I just want to let you know that your job is safe and that you can stay in your home. And I'm like... Maybe why was there a question? <laughs> why was the? Because it's fucking dude. Because it's it's Uther we're talking about here. We, that guy's nuts. <laughs> and but I mean, and I'm sure it's a I'm sure it's a comfort. But like he's so uncomfortable being there. And, I was and saying I this was stuff. ready for Gwen to like get mad at him. Me too. Or for there just be this like go you know sh- shove it up your ass kind of thing. Um, but that isn't how the scene is played. He like I guess we're supposed to take this as like he's genuinely just trying to say what he can, and he drops the I'm sorry. At the very end, which is, uh, you know, that's humbling for him. It, it's an awkward scene. But I guess 
when we think about it, not as TV viewers and just the fact that she's a random servant and that he is the prince of Camelot and the fact that he's coming directly to her to say this, I guess that maybe we're supposed to take it that way. But I've been watching the TV show Merlin and Merlin has these four <laughs> wacky, lovable kids who hang out together. That's my perception of it. Um, she goes home that night. Uh, and unfortunately, Torin is there, and he grabs her, and of course, he's looking for the stone that he lost, and he says to bring it to the Darkling Woods, which they just threw that out, wow. like, no, NBD, yeah, wow. and I'm like, wait, I need to know a lot more about the Darkling Woods. First they off, may have mentioned the Darkling Woods before, but I still need, need more information. Instantly. Also, when we get to see the Darkling Woods, not near dark enough. I need there to be, like, no, there's a, they, they put, dark. like, the Supernatural Season 1 blue filter over yep. it, the Twilight blue filter, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm a, you know, I'm a huge fan of, personally. Did but you, that's all they did. <laughs> did you see? I, f- I forget what website it was. It was it was either the Onion or uh, the Hard Times or whatever. One of those parody sites where it said that um, uh, the city of Mexico or the country of Mexico uh, voted unanimously to change its color tint from brown to purple. So now, anytime that is filmed in Mexico, instead of being that awful brown thing that they put over it, it's just going to be a bright purple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, isn't it like beautiful and like lush? And oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It? But yeah. it's but you know it's it's you know. Anyway, uh, he grabs her, tells her to come to the Darkling Woods in two days with a stone or he's going to kill her. Uh, meanwhile, Gaius has uh, done the research, done the lore, hit the books, and found out that this is a whatever kind of stone. They only say it once. I didn't write it down. Uh, and it's it gives the bearer of the stone the power of transformation. It's the Philosopher's Stone, but they didn't want to, like, again, they, they, they wanted, like, to get to other, I, other I, media I, properties. I don't know if this is the Philosopher's <laughs> Stone, but sure, yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah, they just um, call it the Mage Stone, I think. Arthur visits Morgana in the dungeon, uh, and Morgana has let her anger almost consume her. She uh, She's really, really mad. She starts yelling at Arthur um, and kind of taking it out on him. At one point, she calls him the king's little helper uh, and just being very Oof. demeaning. And then Arthur is like, hey, by the way, I, uh, I'm here for you. Uh, <laughs> and, sh- and she's about to leave when he says, hey, Morgana, I promised him that you wouldn't challenge him again. And that you you would not cross him again. If it happens, if you do that and he throws you in here, I may not be able to protect you. And um, and she, this is the time that she says, thank you. You've always been a better man than him. Um, and, it, you know, interesting that Arthur is, is, you know, functionally supporting Uther's rule and has, you know, had, hasn't backed down from Uther, but merely kind of just redirected Uther, um, and it yet still gets some bunch of credit for this. Yeah. It's it's weird that like a big part of the show is like, wouldn't everything just be better if Uther was dead and Arthur was king? But like, there's so much hesitation to obviously kill the king. Like, I mean, that's the dragon's whole fucking thing. Yeah, <laughs> He's like, Let's just about kill to find guy. that out right now. But there's so so much of what's happening. It really kind of hangs on that idea in some way, shape, or form. Uh, Morgana goes back to her room um, where she finds Gwen waiting for her uh, and Gwen pretty quickly sees the the marks that the uh, handcuffs I guess were like shackles left on Morgana's arms mm-hmm. um, and eventually Morgana confesses and says I would you know I spent the night in the dungeon and and Gwen says please tell me it wasn't because of my father I couldn't if anything were to happen to you I couldn't bear it uh and and morgana and her just give each other a big hug like this is just a really emotional moment between two people who are obviously separated by their you know roles in society but also have become very very good friends and i think Mm. as much as gwen doesn't want morgana to go to bat for her like that because she's worried that morgana will get will you know endanger her status as the king's ward it's also probably very touching for for gwen to you know right. to see that happen to see this you know this royal quote-unquote go to bat for a servant's father but as they're talking morgana realizes that there's something else going on with guinevere it's not just the loss of her father that's troubling her um and then gwen reveals that she was attacked by Torin at at her home he's supposed to give him this stone she has no idea what's going on um but she's supposed to give it to him and, and deal with it um and morgana reassures her and she says you don't have anything to worry about i'm going to send the knights of camelot out to meet him instead um but again that night merlin is awoken by the feeling of magic um and morgana has retrieved the stone i don't i thought at first that she was using it or something but i think she's just holding it and it's reacting to her yes um and she sneaks out and because merlin felt this he gets up and he follows her. He does what he does best. He starts snooping. Um, 
and he heads out into the forest behind her. It's, I think, what, probably dawn of the next day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then she gets out into this green-blue filter forest, mm-hmm. uh, and she's immediately surrounded by Torrin's men. They draw swords on her. Um, Torrin is a very interesting character that we're not going to see very much of, but um, he says that, you know, hey, you were foolish to come here. I had no quarrel with that maid. She's just, I just needed her to deliver this to me. I had to threaten her to do it. You're Uther's ward. Uh, I'm going to have to kill you or take you hostage, whatever he plans to do, until she says, no, that won't be necessary because I want Uther dead too. Um, Uh Uh-oh. And now we get more about what's going on here. Um, Torn wasn't trying to create weapons. He wasn't trying to line his pockets with gold. What he was trying to do was make gold so that he could utilize Camelot's corrupt bureaucracy i guess he could yeah. exploit the corruption in camelot mm-hmm. so that he could pay his way to get close enough to uther to take him out um and morgana is like that's never gonna work this guy's he thinks everybody's an enemy yeah it's just never gonna work first off so, you don't even have a zine and i can promise you without, without all, a zine you will not survive the court i can promise yeah. you that he's like as what is a i don't know i'm not familiar with this term a zine what is that yeah. what is that short for you just i'm not really sure you even have what it takes to, to read one, let alone create your own, okay? so But if you want um, to read for, one, I <laughs> yeah. have some right here. And if you want to maybe distribute yeah. them out to your pals, that'd be fine. I heard you, yeah. you, know, like, you if you like she art. She hands him a stack and then nods to all the other guys as makes Tor and hand them out to his men <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in front of her. They're all putting their swords away, very confused, yeah. and just leafing through this. What this is, is weird. <laughs> what is this slang section? I don't even know what these yeah. words are. What does this mean? Um, um, I like, you, you mentioned Torrin as a character, and I, I think now is a good time to camp out on him because uh, I really like this is a very um, sophisticated plot that I wouldn't normally expect to see normally this would be like oh I'm using this to create a magical weapon and then I'm going to the magical weapon is a sniper rifle and I'm just going to live in my house and then shoot him from 10 miles away and that's how far I live from Camelot or something right like it's yeah. um, but this this idea of um, not only killing Uther but utilizing the corrupt kingdom that he has created around him especially in contrast to what we're going to hear later from Gaius of like the king has created peace and prosperity I think it's really interesting and we don't we don't camp out on it at all uh, but it's, it feels like and I know I'm comparing everything to Game of Thrones because I'm deep into a Game of Thrones rewatch right now but it feels like very very like Littlefinger uh, manipulating the the higher powered people against one another yeah. um, it's a shame this guy, that we don't... This guy could have, could have had what it what it takes to, to take on the king but um things don't quite go as well he doesn't know that there was a uh, magician lurking in the woods <laughs> that hears him. everything yeah. um and merlin goes back and he's like eating with gaius um and merlin you know he wears his heart on his sleeve a lot of time gaius can immediately figure out what's going on and he plays it off he's like i gotta go to work and then he tries to walk into a closet um and instead of going to work merlin goes down to the dragon dungeon to ask for help i find it really funny that when he shows up the dragon is just having a little naparoo lots of naps in this episode yeah a lot of naps in this one um he explains what's going on to the dragon and the dragon is like uh do nothing what do you mean do not do absolutely nothing let uther die um if he dies magic can return to the land and that's the only way that merlin will ever be free let arthur's reign begin and fulfill your destiny um and merlin is like where where in my destiny does it say that, that it includes murder that doesn't feel like my vibe i know i've killed quite a few individuals several people but like that but that's not more, that wasn't murder more okay? than five the, less than ten you know we we're season one more than five less than ten i think that's a reasonable it's not, amount <laughs> it's not murder unless you plot it okay some this, of them deserved like it some of them deserved it maybe one was a mouse that i used my magic to kill i don't know who knows yeah. dragons yeah. don't know that's maybe, for sure maybe one was a brigand whose neck i broke by dropping a branch on it who knows the dragons don't certainly don't know uh, um, I like uh, this. That's it. The dragon, the dragon just like says the shit. Then he's like, "Bye, I'm gonna fly away." Then he just leaves. I, lo- I love the dragon's constant shade on Uther, just being like, "Don't you want him to die?" <laughs> like that dude sucks. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Morgana uh, finds Uther at the dinner table. Uh, Uther bristles as she goes into the room, but she very quickly apologizes, um, and she says that uh, she starts out what sounds like very um, um, subservient and says, "You know, I." I realized that I spoke out of turn. I was, I was, you know, way too emotional, blah, blah, blah. But I, um, I did this for Gwen because 
it made me think of what it was like to lose my father. Um, and then she, she, she pokes the bear a little bit when she says, you know, you, you sit my father into battle and promised him reinforcements and he didn't get it. Um, basically blaming Uther for her father's death. Um, and they say his name at some point, but it's very complicated and I don't care because it doesn't matter. Um, but it's just a, it's just a real interesting like shade on this whole situation that she may, this, this, this specific situation where Gwen's dad is dead isn't the only reason that she is this angry at Uther, right? Mm -hmm. Like it gives her just a little bit more motivation. It's like, Oh, this is affecting, like this is bringing up a bunch of old shit. And you know, yeah. Yeah. And she just very clearly, like she lays all that blame on him, lets him know, Hey, this is exactly how I feel. Then she says, sorry. And then runs off. Yeah. Um, And that just leaves him completely stunned. And this is, I guess, part of her plan. Um, Later we see Merlin, He's with Gaius again, and he's asking if um, he thinks Uther is a good king. Um, you know, everybody hates him. He's constantly killing people. He's really violent. But Gaius is like, yeah, he is a good king. He keeps he keeps Camelot safe and prosperous. Um, they're at peace, except for you know every other week when we get cursed and everybody you know. But that's different. Um, and and Merlin says, you know, with yeah, sure, we're at peace, but at what cost? When will this persecution uh, of magicians, of, <laughs> of magic users, end? Um, and Gaia says, it will, it'll, it will end when Arthur is king. And Merlin asks, why not let that be now? Why can't it more? But it's not that simple. Our Arthur's not ready to be king yet. And... Um, there's he, also, it's here that Gaia says, like, something's clearly weighing on Yeah, him, something's Merlin. going weird. I uh, also, like... I was kind of frustrated by this answer from Gaius and I'm not, you know, Gaius's character is um, interesting enough to me that, you know, I know that he's like full in on the Uther train, right? Like he, he is, he was part of the purge. He is actively hiding secrets for Uther and he's trying to help Merlin and he obviously like appreciates magic, but there's no way in hell in the current regime that Arthur would take over and be like, magic is cool now that dad's dead. Like, there's just no way. Like, I feel like that's a complete non-answer, right? Like, they're never going to stop persecuting magic people if Arthur, even if Arthur is a king, unless they convince Arthur that magic is okay again. So I was really frustrated with that answer. Like, I don't know why I was mad, but I got, I got mad about it. (laughs) Sometimes you gotta get a little heated at these knuckleheads. Um, But here we, you know, guys is asking, Hey, what's up? Merlin says, you got to trust me. I have to work this out for myself. Um, and Gaius is being a good uh, parent here, I guess, and he's just like, okay, well, I trust you to make the right decision on this, and I, I won't pry, but I'm here if you need me. Thanks, Gaius. I know you support the king. Yeah, I know you support our fascist king, <laughs> but at least you're nice to me. Uh, we switch over to Uther, who is watching Gwen and Morgana, uh, Morgana as they walk down through the courtyard, and um. You could tell he's he's in deep thought. He's behind the window. He's got his shoulder behind the curtain as, as the as he's the royal fully family. Brooding, dude. He's full fully brood, brooding. full brood. Uh, he finds Morgana later and tells her that it pains him to be at odds with her, um, and that he he realized that he should not have um, caused. She he realized that her maid's lost should have. Ca- excuse me. He should have realized that her maid's lost would have caused Morgana distress. And so he wants to wants to patch that up, and I'm like, so you're not worried about Gwen's loss whatsoever. You're only worried about how no. Gwen's loss affected Morgana. Okay, Uther. He still he still <laughs> doesn't get it. I he see you. Doesn't. I fucking see yeah. you. Um, he still does not seem to to understand the uh, the core of the issue here. Um, uh, but they both want. To, Morgana says, "I you know I want to heal those old wounds, and uh, why don't we go visit my father's grave together? Why don't we take a little day trip?" And he's like, "That would be great." Um, and of course, that's when you know that evening Morgana meets with Torin, tells him the plan, and Merlin is there watching the whole thing. This guy does. Does he ever stop snooping? No. Like, does, does he ever take a break? A- um, absolutely yeah. not. So now, now we know that they're gonna assass or, or they're plotting to assassinate Uther to kill the king. The name of the episode. Um, the next morning, um, Gwen finds Merlin brooding by the window. Um, I think at this point we need to get a window brood count because it's <laughs> seriously stacked up everybody's taking a turn this episode can i um, um can i do something can i pat myself on the back here um yeah go ahead i don't I, I, I talk about like making the videos for that we do but making the merlin video i forget what exactly what line but there was a, a moment in the song where i wanted to show like uh merlin and gwen kind of being 
it, not like angry with one another, but kind of angsty as we were setting up the, because we were kind of setting up in the song, like this weird love triangle between the three of them. Right. Like that was the, mm-hmm. the whole concept mm-hmm. of Jolene. Um, and I found this scene um, and the thing I have this weird thing about video editing that I don't want to see people talk during like vocals. Like I just don't want that to happen, which makes video mm-hmm. editing 25 times as hard. Uh, and if you watch this scene, there's multiple times where they're just like one person is just staring at the other when they're talking. Um, and I did something very clever and I'm only mentioning this for one reason and I'll, I'll get there in just a second. Um, I, I took, I spliced it so that all of the scenes where they weren't talking got cut out and then I just put them together. So it just looked like they were just staring brutally at one another in the video. <laughs> um, and it's, and it worked perfect. Uh, and so the reason I'm mentioning this is because uh, our, our video editing consultant, uh, Judy with an eye, uh, she's the one that like watches this stuff and like comments on it and, and like makes suggestions and corrects me when I'm horrendously wrong and doing something. And so uh, I mentioned this thing. I was like, yeah, I put together a cool little thing for this. And she was like, what do you mean? I just watched it. I can't tell. What did you do? I'm like, Oh, those are, there's, that's like five different scenes I'll splice together to look like it's one. And she's like, are you fucking kidding me? I've trained you too well. You're do- you're doing too good. I was so, I was so proud of that moment, Chris. I just wanted to mention it. Good. Good. You should be proud. You put a lot of work into us. It's like 10 seconds in the video. So go check that video out. <laughs> Um, well, okay, where are we? Oh, so Gwen talks about here. She comes to talk to Merlin. She's like, what's up? He's like, nothing. She says, you know, Morgana, Morgana has been amazing. And Merlin is like, no, Gwen, you've been amazing. Your dad got murdered, and you've just, like, kept on going. You put your life back together. Um, and she says, very sad. She's like, well, this is this is better than sitting around waiting for my father to come home in that empty house. Um, uh, and here she talks about how she, she laments that people who always think that her father was guilty – because he tried to escape. If he had just, you know, even if he had had a trial and been executed, at least there would have been some doubt. But because he tried to escape, it, it, he's always going to be thought of this way. Um, but she she thinks that her father had, had already realized Uther was going to kill him either way, and, and this was his only shot. Um, yeah. And then Merlin pops the big question that we've all been waiting for. Will you marry me? Do, oh, do sorry. you want Uther dead? <laughs> yeah. Um, um, if you had the power, would you kill him? And she was like, this This is where I'm talking about when she's sort of like this like moral core of the show. Um, despite everything that's going on, she says no, like immediately. Like she, she would never do that. That would make her as bad as him. Um, and this finally turns the gears in Merlin's head, and he's like, "You are absolutely right. I can't, I can't let Morgana do this." I do want to mention the I line. I can't sit by and watch this happen. That she says right before she says no, because she says, "If Uther died, I would feel nothing." And mm. and and Merlin likes like you can tell Merlin listens to that, and then she he's like, "Well, would you, if you held the power of life and death, would you would you choose to kill him?" And that's when she says, "No, absolutely not." And that's what clicks it for him of like, even though she feels like this about this person, she's still not willing to lower herself to do that. And of course, like yeah. you're saying, like that's the moral quandary of this episode. And he's like, "Oh, now I got to go do something." Uh, so. Yeah. He rushes out to the lab. He pulls out his magic book, and he's like, nope, 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 nope. This is not a book situation, my friend. And then he brings out yeah. the staff he stole from like that one fairy guide, what was turned mortal or something. I forget that dude's <laughs> deal. Yeah, the she or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He's, he could just she staff on. He just kept that. Okay, so, but first of all, I'd like to say that he unfurls it in his room, and then he leaves, meaning he left with it unfurled. And then later when he comes back, he doesn't have it anymore. <laughs> so I'm, I'm a little confused as to what happened with the staff, but it's not important at all um morgana and uther uh are on their way to the grave uh we see torrens men waiting uh, morgana as they get there tells the guards to stay behind um, or ask uther to tell the guards um and they do uh we see merlin rushing towards them with the staff uh he sees the the guards knocked out when he gets there um and he can see torrens men kind of running ahead of him um when they get to the grave uther like shoves his sword in the dirt and i was like is this a thing that you guys is this like a flowers thing or like a i don't know this just seemed really weird to me for some reason i didn't i didn't understand what he was doing but does not matter at all it doesn't in the grand scheme of things but um yeah and so this is i things start getting a little intense here because we got more uh merlin riding up he's finding all the guards knocked out um Let's see, he, d- 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 he finds all the guards knocked up, and then he sees the, the rest of Torn's men sneaking up on Uther, um, and he uses the staff 
to knock these men out, I guess, or kill them. I don't know. He either he knocked them out or he killed them. Not sure. Let's let's um, say murder because I've never seen yeah. the staff do anything but murder. So unless he's like, unless there's a knob on the side that goes from like kill to stun, then I'm just gonna assume so he that kills he these guys. murdered that um, dude. And then yeah, they're at the grave. They're talking. You know, Uther's gassing up this guy about he was like the best dude ever. Dude, this is the, the the grave. This is Dolores or something like that is his name. Is this ridiculous um, to you? Like this, like I would, he was, he's going on and on and on and on about this. Like he's, oh, he saved my life a hundred times. He was the coolest guy I'd know. He drove a drop top convertible with two 12 inch kickers in the back. Always had that Dr. Dre on him. Like he was just goes on forever about this dude. Right. Yeah. He's, this is, you know, Merlin only likes people once they're dead and they can't talk back to him anymore Yeah, Uther, because that's a yeah, big thing absolutely. is that, well, he's talking about, he, you know, I, I lost the truest friend I ever had the day he died. And Morgan is like, I don't get to have those memories. I don't get to, I didn't know how fucking sick he was yeah. because I was 10 and he was taken from me. Um, and somebody stole the 12 inch kickers, Uther. I'm just yeah, saying, yeah. I saw him what later. <laughs> I feel like I didn't inherit shit. Um, but she or or Uther talks about how you know you know he would always fight back against him and like argue him, um, and it was a sign of a true friend. Uh, and then he starts to kind of weirdly have a moment of clarity, and he's like, "Morgana, you've always done the same thing to me. You've always challenged me as a good friend should, as your father did." Um, and then there's this totally unexpected moment of humility from him, and he. Uh, we saw him do this with guys, I think, a few episodes back. Um, but he says he knows that he's not an, an easy man to deal with. He knows that his temper gets out of hand. Um, and he says he's sorry about Gwen's father, um, that he was wrong. Um, and, you know, maybe it looks like Morgana just wanted an apology and not murder. But sometimes it's hard to parse those feelings out. Yeah, um, in the great, and like in the I, heat I, of the moment. I think, <laughs> I think it really took this much for... Um, for Gaius to to or not Gaius, sorry, Uther to, to really connect the dots and and realize he isn't just killing magic users, but he's hurting people. Even if he can't quite recognize the pain felt by a servant, he is realizing that, that there is there is pain caused by his actions. And um that does seem, at least for this moment, that does seem to sink in. Yeah. I mean he's He's almost to the point where he could say Camelot lives matter, but like he's still like you know Camelot yeah. royalty lives matter is pretty much where he's at. Like he hasn't figured out he's, he's not he hasn't he hasn't figured it out. He's yet. figured out empathy, but only for a small subsection of the populace, right? Um, yes, unfortunately. Yeah, not to make a joke out of Black Lives Matter, but Camelot lives matter. I think is actually really funny. Um, Uther. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. This is when Torin sees Merlin coming with the staff, um, and he—he's like, "Dude, you're flashing your fucking lightning staff over there. What are you doing?" <laughs> and he he whips out the stone, um, and I'm very curious. It does, again, this is one of those things that doesn't matter, but like, how did you know this was going to happen? Like, Merlin fires yeah. the staff at him, and Torin's never seen like a staff of the she or whatever, or maybe he has because he just holds the, he just holds it up and catches. Torin has a whole backstory that we'll never get to learn. Never get to learn about. Um, that's in the Merlin comic books. You have to go get the Merlin comic books to find all that out. Yeah. Um, hey. He catches the blast with the stone and sends it straight back to Merlin, knocking him straight cold. Um, we go back over to Uther, who was promising Morgana, like, I will listen to you more. You're the daughter I never had. I will make sure I couldn't be the king I am without you by my side. And I'm like, are you about to propose to this chick? This is getting a little weird. Like, Uther is yeah, a yeah, is yeah. a very, like, I don't know, like, uh, just a, a real emotional moment. Like, he just can't say. He's like, he's had, like, four whiskeys at a funeral, and now everybody is his best friend, and they've loved each other forever. That kind of situation. He's, he's doing that he's, thing. Yeah, he's going big on that vibe, for sure. Um, and this, of course, is when Torrin attacks. Yeah, that's uh, and and it's like at the literally the very last second, Morgana is finally like, no, don't. Um, and it's just enough warning for uh, Uther to get out of the way. Everybody wrestles. There's a there's a big uh, there's a big scuffle, which ends with Morgana stabbing Torrin in the back. And uh, Torrin collapses. He has the look of betrayal in his eyes as he as he looks at Morgana, but he's not able to say anything. 
uh, and we see Morgana and Uther, uh, you know, hug each other as family mm-hmm. um, to a real like. I think it's the actual theme of the show. I don't know that's that's a it's, it's a, a good it's it. a good theme. Yeah. So yeah, it's got um, it's got to be the one. And, and except <laughs> the only the only the only downside to this is that camera cuts over to Merlin just like, crouching in the grass, <laughs> being all fucking weird. <laughs> Dude, you're not needed. Go away. Go home. I guess he's still worried yeah. about Morgana, but like, go home, Merlin. What are you doing? <sighs> um, and he does. He goes back to the lab. Uh, Gaius is is. Very very suspicious and is like i heard the king was attacked and morgana saved him bet she must have fought off five or seven dudes and merlin's kind of brushing it off uh he's like what did you do and merlin's like oh nothing i didn't do anything i I did background stuff uh which is a very funny way to for merlin to characterize his entire engagement throughout this thing i think it's very very funny and accurate um and Gaius is like proud of this dude. He's like, you know, I, you know, this is you did really, really well. Like, I don't know what you did, but you did really, really well. Good job. Um, yeah, good. Yeah, you deserve it. And uh, and that's that's the episode, Chris. Yeah, there's the episode. Um, that's a good episode, if you ask me. Me too. We were seeing Morgana, um, you know, maybe break bad again, but then also get brought back into the fold. Uh, I'm it's, just ve- a, it's just a tease. It's just a taste of what if, you know, what if she was bad? What if uh, the Gwen stuff is amazing, like all of the emotional work? I, I, weirdly, it feels like Arthur is very superfluous throughout this entire episode, which I don't mind. He finally got he finally got one where he didn't really need to be involved. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I don't know. It's just a great episode. Like, I love this moral conjury yeah. that, you know... Are we going to show him? Are we going to show Arthur my magic? Yes or no? Am I going to let the king die to to you know propel my destiny? Yes or no? And like trying to find that that right line through all of this is really interesting. It's good stuff. And it did feel like it was really just focusing in on Arthur and Merlin for the last couple episodes. So it's nice to step back and see this sort of Morgana Uther drama with the Guinevere stuff. Um, it's sorry to do it again, but to compare to Supernatural, it had such a great cast with so many great characters. But at the end of the day, it almost always just focused on the two leads, um, and it didn't maybe give as many episodes to the other characters as you'd like to see, right? Um, so to see, you know, in this case, to see Arthur completely take a backseat, he's still there. He's not completely written out of the episode, but to see him completely take a backseat so that other characters can can have growth and have things happen is is great, and it's one of the things I love about Merlin. Me too. It's I mean it's it's really really good. And the next episode looks like crazy. There's weird creatures. Arthur is dead. Merlin is crying. Nima Way is there. It's a it's a whole time, and I can't wait to can't wait to watch it. It's gonna be good. Hell yeah. Any last thoughts? Uh, no. Great episode. I'm excited to finish up the season. Let's keep the admin brief and thank the patrons over at Patreon.com/slash/MonsterDeWeek. You can definitely support us over there if you want to support us directly. Uh, ratings and reviews are extremely appreciated as well. And uh, also, if you have any Merlin friends, tell them, hey, there's this new podcast. It's with Chris and Jeremy. They're going to say, who's Chris and Jeremy? And you'll be like, shut up. Listen to this new podcast. <laughs> That's the whole dialogue that I just wrote for you. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you for everybody who has done that. We very, very much appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back next week with more Still His Kingdom Keeps. Bye. I'm a runner only, no jogging. <laughs> I'll um, sprint all the time. I can Why run go 15, 50 miles an hour 15, when you can either seconds. go zero or 100? Right, right. That's what I'm always saying. So uh, no jogging for me. Um, I'm part of the rise and grind generation. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> you know. So tell me, when you when you rose today, how did you grind? Yeah. How did you, what, oh, how, what happened? Okay. Give me I, st- I start grinding by um, first things first. I put my slippers on. You know, uh-huh. that's gr- that's grind set number one. Um, grind set number two. Fire Emblem um, fates. <laughs> uh, well, no, that's so Fire Emblem is pre-grind. That's Uh-oh. a different kind of grind. <laughs> okay, uh, that's bad. the kind of Yeah, that's a different kind of grind. I do that before I actually begin my grind set. Um, that's sort of a separate thing. But once so I play Fire Emblem for about 45 minutes, <laughs> then I get out of bed <laughs> and then I uh, put my slippers on. That's grind step number one. Um, then grind step number two, uh, I go downstairs. So once I'm downstairs, then it's like a, the the grind is on. The grind has begun. You know what I'm saying? So what I did this morning to begin that grind, uh, I hit the coffee. Immediately you, hit the coffee while I'm doing it. Multitasking. This is and this is the grind style that we're talking about here. Uh, the grind style set number two is that I also popped in a bagel into the toaster. 
and I just I went big. I went big on coffee bagel. Same time, same place. Mm-hmm. I couldn't be stopped. Um, so that was pretty huge for the grind set, and that's kind of how I I started a typical grind out day. You know what I mean? And then from there you just grind. So then, you t- then it's just the, pure the rest, grind. Mm-hmm. The rest of the day speaks for itself. You are, you do sound a little bit out of breath. How far did you like? What is the yeah, distance? I literally ran. That you had to to, to jog <laughs> over I'm there talking, to, to so out, out sprint yet. to get over there. I was playing with my nephew a couple weeks ago. Um, <laughs> what did you you hit you hit me with an LMAO? Uh oh, did I do did, did I lose? Did you lose me? Yeah, oh yeah, many times. I haven't I haven't really heard anything oh. that you've been saying. I can't tell if you can hear That's, me either. Okay. So be... <laughs> I can hear you. But okay, I'm not saying cool, cool. anything of value, so you're good. Oh yeah, my inter- my my um my router is not doing what it's supposed to be doing right now. I'll give it a minute. Oh, I think it. Oh, oh, I think it just woke up. The just light turned up. white. It rose. Now let's see if it will grind. Let's see if it's part of that grind set. No, so you couldn't hear my grind set tips. So when you listen back to this in the edit, you're gonna yeah, be yeah. like, oh, that's fucking. Oh, that's sick, fucking good. <laughs> That's absolutely. I've got to write um, these down because these these are so good. Yeah. I bought um. Yeah. I bought like. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna become a coffee guy. I've decided. I've, I've like. I bought like a special Vietnamese like brewer thing. I bought, I bought some Vietnamese coffee. I'm buying some like weird grind tools with the burrs or something. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm I'm just gonna get into it. I just decided. You don't. You, you quote don't know what you're doing. AKA, you literally just described grinding. So. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's all I'm doing. It's just grinding it. some coffee, and I haven't even got anything yeah. yet. That's the bummer about everything. So, it would be it would be so sick if my internet would cooperate right now. <laughs> it would be pretty dope. I gotta say, that'd be literally Out of things tight that as would be cool. Fuck. That thing that would be one of the most legit things that have happened all day. <clears throat> I'm gonna hang up, and then I'm gonna disconnect from my internet, and then I'm gonna reconnect because okay. it's always something stupid. So I'm not gonna delete this file because you need the, this grind set. Um, information, so I won't delete sure. this no matter what happens. Well, I definitely don't. Grinding. Grinding by disconnecting your internet, that's the opposite of grinding, but sometimes you must disconnect to reconnect, you know what I mean? Oh, full bars now, dude. Sometimes you must disconnect in order to reconnect. I am at full bars, my Full dude. bars. Full bars. Do you uh, want to talk to about say that twice. the new the new dad game? What the fuck would that be? <laughs> they announced the new Dragon Age game. It's called Dreadwolf. Oh. So it's yeah. Do you know D A D? It's the dad. I game. thought that that I thought when I was like dad game, I was like, what kind of games? Are dads like last The Last of Us, God of War, yeah, uh-huh, Call uh-huh. of Duty, maybe. I don't know if that's a dad game. Uh-huh. Binding of um, Isaac, because everybody wants to kill their children. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um. Those. Yeah. Those are da- okay. But Dragon Age also, Four definitely. That's probably a dad game. We're leaving out like you know, NBA Two K or John so Madden, true. all, so all that stuff. Yeah. Sniper. Anything with the with the word sniper in it will get dads all dude, going. going over to somebody's house and be like, "Hey, you want to come over and play Xbox?" I'm like, "Hell, fucking yeah, dude!" Yeah, absolutely. And like, I I know that they're not gonna be like, "Well, I've got Morrowind set up. Are you ready to coach <laughs> me on?" No, I knew that wasn't happening. <laughs> But I'd be like, we'll play some fucking Halo, dude. Some split screen. Let's get into it. Yeah. And then I get over and they fucking plug in Madden. I'd be like, uh-uh. Uh, no, thank you. You're hanging no, out you. with the wrong kid if you think that that's what this Come on, why look did at me. You, you know why I'm did not you, playing Madden. Why did you even invite me here? I'm, you know I'm not liked, the Madden um, kid. I liked one of the, the college football games. NCAA, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know why like that was the one. I don't even remember what year it was. It's not important. But I just, I fucking, I rose and groan on that one. Rose and groan. Rose and groan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Groaned is the past tense of grind. I know what you're thinking. Is it grind? Nope. Sort of like, no, 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 no. It's groan. Nope, 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 nope. Rose and groan. I'm going to name the episode that, and people are going to wait for like 45 minutes through a bunch of Merlin chat waiting for us to get yeah. really, really dirty on rose and groan. And it's not going to be there for them. It's just going to, it's going to be all in the outtakes after a bunch of weird disconnects and me talking about coffee which i don't even have Um, yet so congratulations to me um dragon age so i was looking for info on this game so much last year i read i read all the dragon age comics after playing mass effect i tried to buy the mass effect comics but like i was trying to get like the physical book of it and then they were sold out and i was like fuck it long story short i bought the dragon age comics digitally (laughs) Mm-hmm. And I read them, and I was mm-hmm. like, these are way better than they have any right to be. I don't even remember Dragon Age, but these comics are like pretty darn good. And I really wanted to replay Dragon Age, but I don't know if you know this. 
it's game not really sucks. that easy to do that. <laughs> um, oh, oh, that's you went a different direction. I was, I just said the game sucks. So that was a oh, different. Oh, Dragon Age Inquisition was um, hot poo poo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the one I, I was tried. so hyped when it came out, and I played it, and I was like, I think this game's hot poo poo, but maybe that's just me. Nope. So then, like two years later, I got like the collector's edition for nine dollars or some shit with all the you know DLC and everything, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I played it for a little while and came to the conclusion this is still hot doo doo. Then I read those comic books last year, and I thought, well, now I'm into the lore. I've read, I actually read a couple, couple of the books as well. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I was just enjoying it. You know, I was going all in. And I played some more of Dragon Age Inquisition, and I thought, you know well, what? Game this is game is hot doo doo. Poo poo. Poo poo garbage. Never time. got good. Everybody hates Dragon Age 2. I like that one. Um, it's a very contained story. You're in a city the whole time, and, and I, for whatever reason, I just really like that game. Nobody else does. Um, Dragon Age 1 I thought was pretty good, but I could like never... I think I beat it once out of like the many, many times that I attempted to get through that game. Um, so, weird to say that I like Dragon Age when I kind of feel like I don't. Don't. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like <Dragon> yeah. <laughs> you like some comic books based in the world. You like Dragon Age yeah. like I kind of... Um Man, I don't even know what's a good comparison, to be honest with you. Like, I don't like. I kind of like um, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Like, I've seen right. like nine episodes of that, but I, and I like it. I just don't know a lot about what. But I, like, I can't make. I can't form a complete opinion on it by any stretch of the imagination. So, right. yeah, it's um, it's weird. I, did they show a trailer or did they just announce the name? I have no. I just saw a link in the Discord. Um, and the Don't Give Up Skeleton Discord, not our Discord. Maybe it'll be cool. Maybe it'll I think be they cool. were literally just announcing the title because um, it's. Who is the Dreadwolf? Do you want to know who the Dreadwolf is? It's that ball guy. I, don't know, I know that much. Is it Solus? I guess yeah, it, it, it I, just, think so. I, just, I just have text here, so I don't really have a. He's in. A, I mean, they already. I thought, sort of thought they had already announced. I mean, I know they announced the game. I what guess they're you, announcing the title. What do you? The, this this article on Bioware.com that I'm reading it ends with. What do you think? Hashtag Dreadwolf could mean. I don't know. It sounds like you're trying to get trading on Twitter so that you can, yeah. you know, maybe pay your workers more. But I doubt it. Bioware. Yeah. <laughs> I very I much doubt it. I want this game to be good because I want the new Mass Effect to be good. Now, I'm like, I, I nine times out of ten, I will choose fantasy over sci-fi. That's just my preference. Of course. Um, but, I, but I choose Mass Effect over Dragon Age any day. Because um, those three games are solid as fuck. Uh, and then there's Andromeda, which I also tried to give another chance after playing all of Mass Effect last year. And um, I was like, gamers, they just get up in arms. They just get up in arms about stuff they get mad for no reason this game's probably not that bad um i feel like you and i have talked about this but when i tried mm. to play andromeda the thing that stuck out the most to me is that i went to a a, a whole new galaxy like it, we're, the earth is behind us like we're in a, uh. a, a whole new fucking universe basically uh and all i'm doing is talking to dudes that look like me in the real world in south right. louisiana right. um like there was no and that makes sense like you're going to an unexplored area but like I don't know, man. Like, I just, just everything looked, it, it was just so plain and so boring. Like, there were some, like, the, the overall story plot I thought was really interesting. And I kind of liked the idea of the main character. I can't remember what they called it, called you, like, the, the leader person. Writer. Um, but, like, I, I, I kind of dug some of that stuff. But, like, by the second, I think I finished, like, the first big quest and I was like, eh, I'm just not gonna, I'm just not gonna do this for 50 more hours. It's just not gonna happen, cuz. <laughs> Sorry. In my opinion, I think that the issue, and I don't know fucking anything about video games, you know that. Everybody listening should know. I don't know anything about video games. But I think it's the Frostbite engine. And I know that Bioware yeah. themselves were like, oh shit, we gotta fucking use this engine, which is a engine either designed for what for racing games or for like first person shooters so trying yeah, to create EA built anything... it to make like a like a like here's an engine we can use here's a 3d engine we yeah. can we can adapt to multiple different types of games um so yeah Which it's, evidently yeah. was incredibly difficult for them to use mm-hmm. and i think andromeda and um dragon age inquisition have the same issue for me was they don't feel like anything when you're playing them yeah. it feels like nothing in your hands um which is a is a, a very abstract complaint but I can never connect to any of the actions I'm doing. Meanwhile, I played 90 hours of the their other Mass Effect games, like without stopping or without breathing or sleeping, um, and that felt great. But then, as soon as I switched to this different game engine, it just felt like poo poo. Yeah. So I don't know. I, uh, I I I felt the same. And then you find out later that like they wanted to build, um, they wanted to design a bunch of like crazy characters and a- alien species and all this other stuff and then their budget just got slashed and they couldn't do any of that stuff so they just mm-hmm. had to kind of make do with what they uh, had and that's 
that's disappointing because you know EA, EA likes the, the, them profits. Um, the games industry is such a a weird fucking thing, dude. It's so whack. I saw a I saw a video with Tony Hawk, uh, and he was on some podcast, and they were asking him like, "How much did you get paid for all the Tony Hawk games?" It has to be an insane number. And he goes, "I don't want to tell you that." He said, "But I will tell you that when Tony Hawk uh, three or f- I don't remember if it was three or four was coming out." My, my guy at Activision called me and said, hey, come meet me uh, for lunch. So whenever they were made him for lunch, he goes, uh, we're doing really, really well with Tony Hawk 3. It's, uh, we're, we're doing a re-release um, as like a classics brand, which is cheaper, but we do more volume. Um, and I just wanted to give this to you in person. And he handed Tony Hawk a check for $4 million. Um, Holy shit. And I'm like, and, and like, good for Tony Hawk, right? Like, Tony Hawk is one of the nicest and sweetest guys ever, apparently. Like, he's he has not been <laughs> me too yet. Like, well, everything we know about Tony Hawk is amazing, right? Um, but I just, when I think about that and think about, like, probably like they. He's the kind of guy who, as far as we know, he likes to rise and grind. He, he's, he, oh, yeah. He's 100% rise and grind, dude. Absolutely. He's not a, he's not a stay and course, I guess, is the opposite of rise and grind. Yeah, um, know. But like I just think about like the twenty interns that were probably drastically underpaid for doing Q and A on Tony Hawk one two three, and like they didn't get a check for four million dollars. They probably right. didn't get a check for four thousand dollars. Yeah, and um, and again, you know, hey, that's that's how business works, right? It just, I just every time I hear something like that, I'm like, God damn, they, they, capitalism yeah. and industry sucks. Yep, the video game industry in particular seems really fucking. Strange, fairly strange. Yeah, um, hearing. Did you? I don't know. I, 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 me and you are not attached to the Smash community whatsoever, right? Like you and I don't don't have mm-hmm. any kind no, of. No, no. When um, the Me Too movement was like really gearing up, and you started seeing um, articles and um, letters and you know medium articles, medium blogs or whatever from all of these women who had gone through all this horrible stuff. Like the Smash industry was like in the the Smash like community was in the targets for some of this. And it's 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 mind-boggling that anybody let any of this happen. And I don't I don't know anything about Smash. Like I wasn't going to Smash tourneys, but it sounds like. And I'm talking about the Nintendo game Smash for Super Smash Brothers or whatever it's fucking called. I don't even know the name of the game. Uh, the the one where you know Mario fights Link. Um, but they were having these communities, these tournaments, and then like afterwards having basically parties. And so it's a bunch of like teenagers that have access to booze around adults who are organizing these things. And like, imagine what was happening, right? Like just the most sickening, depressing things that you could possibly imagine happening were happening. And I just like at any point in that, that situation, I don't care. I'm so shocked that someone didn't go like, is this, this isn't good, right? Like we shouldn't, this should be bad. Like, you know, this isn't, and it took years for all that stuff to come out. And it was just, just super, super gross. Yeah. Gamer, uh, Gamers, gamers, and the video game industry just seems really, really fucked up. Really fucked up, dude. I'm glad I'm anyway, not a part a of that. There's a new game event happening in like an hour and a half. Is it? What's happening? There's a PlayStation thing on in an hour and ten minutes. Well, we've been going for. We, we better talk about Merlin. Let's talk about Merlin, so I can annoy my wife into watching that with me. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Oh, I don't have my notes up. Huh. 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 What? What?